And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Miner. Morning, Paul. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And how are you, Andrew? I'm very well. I'm actually down at my house in Cornwall, um, where it is a beautiful sunny day. Going to be all day. And it's nice and cool. I'm out of that hot, steamy London. And I was glad to get the windows open first thing this morning in order to cool things down a little bit here. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Uh, let's get cracking today. Actually, uh, um, just well, let's start on Rainbow Rare Earths, actually, because everybody's interested in rare earths at the moment, and they're on AIM, aren't they? Um, yes, what, they sure are. Yeah, tell us about that, Paul. Yes, uh, they announced a maiden jork uh, mineral resource estimate for those uh, fellow Borwa project uh, gypsum tailings, uh, uh, the rare earth content in uh, South Africa. They've got 38 million tons of 0.43% total rare earths. Uh, in uh, inferred category in those gypsum tail or stacks and the interesting part is uh, neodymium praseodymium is 29 percent of those total rare earths and then along with dysprosium terbium it works out to about 123 dollars a ton if it uh, works out to be ore uh, so that's not a bad uh, actual uh, uh, value uh, for ma that material uh, being already broken and so forth and it has a low radioactive material content as well which is really important when they go to sell those rare earth concentrates so uh, looking really encouraging there at this point and we'll just have to see how the uh, me plant me metallurgy works out now at this point yeah, I mean, it's not one we've sort of focused on. We should probably take more of a look at it, Paul, shouldn't we? We tend to focus on uh, Pensana and uh, Macango. Um, yes, that's right. And uh, this, uh, because it is already broken and uh, partially treated material being uh, leftovers, essentially, from uh, prior extraction work uh, for phosphates and so forth at Palabora. Uh, easy, uh, it's easier uh, situation as far as what the operating costs ought to be. So we'll see how it works out. Interesting. All right, uh, there's a bit of news out on Metal Tiger, isn't there? Yeah, so with Metal Tiger, uh, they uh, released an exploration update on an, their 18.5% owned uh, exploration group called Armada uh, on nickel sulfide uh, work down in Gabon. Airborne Geophysical Survey uh, results are back, and they've got a a very good, uh, interesting uh, target in order to uh, ch uh, check out there in Gabon. Now, Armada is also part of its plan is to uh, go with a uh, public uh, listing uh, here in coming months on the ASX as well. So we'll see how the uh, uh, how they work up a budget and uh, and uh, exploration uh, site uh, preparations in order to drill these targets. Very popular one with the uh, the net high net worth metal tiger. Um, Horizonte also, that's another one which people uh, like to play, uh, nickel down in South America. Some news there, Paul? Yes, there is with Horizonte. They gave us an update on what, how the financing uh, progress is going in order to get that uh, project <coughs> essentially uh, uh, financed there, the Araguaia Nickel Laterite project in Brazil. They expect credit approval uh, uh, on the uh, terms applications that have gone around to international lenders uh, to be done sometime in Q3 this year. And uh, they 
there's a significant debt facility expected uh, from the export credit agency uh, working with the government of Brazil as well. So uh, the bottom line is it's, a, it's an update to keep uh, investors uh, uh, confident that uh, this particular project is essentially advancing toward its uh, uh, confirmation that to have the cash in hand in order to build the mine. I think, I mean, one of the things about, you know, Horizonte is a great project and we like it, um, but it takes a long time to build a mine of this size, isn't it? You know, the whole process can take 10 years from sort of start to finish. People forget that. And it's one of the things that scares people about mining stocks. Uh, yes, and this is a junior producer that's trying to, or junior uh, uh, group that doesn't have prior uh, production uh, history behind it either, which makes it that much more uh, complicated or puts additional doubt in the minds of uh, investors. Uh, not that anything to do with the deposit itself, which happens to be quite significant uh, in the space for uh, nickel uh, going forward uh, in the uh, international market. Okay, there's a bit of news out on Blue Jay up in Greenland, isn't there? Yes, uh, on Blue Jay Mining, that's the AIM-coded outfit uh, that uh, has a really uh, uh, sizable uh, mineral sands project called Dundas on the northwest coast of uh, Greenland. They have re received uh, a, a consent from the uh, Greenland government on their um, development and closure plans uh, once they get uh, mine out the Dundas uh, uh, deposit. And just want to point out for investors here that uh, this uh, project being so far north and being a bulk commodity, it's quite likely that uh, if it has any Asian off-takers, which is pretty likely for all mineral sands deposits that have coastal access, that this will probably be using uh, the northern polar uh, shipping uh, routes uh, uh, going forward here. So uh, it's good news to see that uh, this is moving right along. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and then uh, the other one, actually, we're moving all around the world in different deposits here today, but Danakil, which is obviously ASX listed and LSE listed, uh, there's been a bit of uh, test work completed, isn't there? Yes, uh, that uh, they had announced uh, here about two weeks ago that they had successful tests uh, using uh, filtered seawater in order to uh, produce sulfate of potash there on their uh, Danakali uh, uh, or Koluli uh, uh, project there in Eritrea. And this is just the uh, confirmation of that with the extra detail that shows the chemical compositions and uh, highlights the extraction rates and that sort of thing. But uh, it's all very promising here from the statement here in that it will be a very large producer of a sulfate of potash, which will have a, a global significance uh, for uh, this part of the potash uh, trade for um, the East African Indian Ocean world going forward. Well, it all seems to be quite good stuff going on, doesn't it? Um, any other uh, comments on, on stocks this morning, Paul? Yes, I wanted to mention, uh, first of all, the uh, Orcorp uh, fundraise. Orcorp being ASX-listed goldmine developer in Tanzania. Uh, $56 million uh, US uh, raised in a 70 million share uh, placement at 80 cents Australian. And this is uh, essentially uh, preparing uh, the uh, capital finance for the Nyanzaga uh, gold deposit development there in North Tanzania. The the other point that I wanted to say too is uh, news or Chinese news uh, was released that supports your comment uh, yesterday, Andrew, 
uh, with uh, that uh, the uh, metals prices don't move up in a straight line. And that's because uh, uh, the Chinese had uh, disclosed that they were releasing uh, zinc, copper, and aluminium from uh, uh, government stockpiles in order to to essentially uh, tame the uh, pricing in the, in the market for those commodities in China. Those That tends to be a short-term strategy that governments can use from time to time. We've seen it in the uh, oil business uh, in the USA in particular uh, over numerous occasions. Uh, but it doesn't change the long-term out, outlook for these commodities. It doesn't change the long term, but actually, by short term, it could be, you know, six months or so. As you know, we do quite a lot of business pool in China. We're quite close to some very good contacts. So we tend to have the inside track um, what's going on in China, um, which is why we're able to predict it in advance, which is always useful. And we will be launching our China Mining Club. We're relaunching it soon as the Shanghai Mining Club. And we'll be having our big uh, Beijing conference in conjunction with African Mining in Daba at the end of October. So um, if we haven't reached out to you, then do come and chase us. You should become a member of it. Everyone should become a member of it. It's incredibly good value. Finally, Paul, it's maybe just with the gold price. What's happening there? With the gold price? It's, it's pretty weak. You were right. It didn't go quite as high as I thought. It, anyway. It didn't, and it's actually showing weakness here at this point. Uh, and uh, the people are concerned about, in particular, about the uh, Fed uh, statement to come out this afternoon uh, for whether or not uh, there uh, is any uh, hope at all, which many people don't expect there is, that they would be ra uh, raising uh, interest rates in the nearer future. Well, let's see. Look, we've done more than our five minutes. We call it a day there, Paul, and uh, we'll speak again tomorrow. Very good. See you then.